Podcast episode 199. I'm your first host, Marcello. Now, host number two, D. Corey's not here. So, our good friends, uh, family, Mr. Ken Bozak's here. Family. How goes it, everybody? Have hey, man. Family. Damn. <laughs> what you been up to, man? Me? Uh, not much, man. I've been doing a lot of interviews recently on um, the Pure Blockchain Wealth YouTube channel I'm working with right now, and it's been fun, man. I got to interview a lot of great people, and I still constantly get messages about my Trace Mayer interview, so that is freaking spectacular. What was going on with the Trace Mayer interview? Was uh, it was just uh, great content, and of course, Trace is always delivers with the knowledge bombs, and it was just a an overall good conversation kind of interview vibe, but... Um, like just the, the the information that he provided, I, I got to give him all the credit. Trace Mayer took the interview. Um, yeah, but it was great. It's going pretty viral. It's got over a hundred thousand hits or so, maybe even two hundred. It's it's big. I like Trace Mayer because when he gives his price predictions, he gives weird numbers, <laughs> which like leads you to believe that maybe he did some math. Because most of us are napkin mathing. We're like, yeah, Bitcoin's gonna be worth. $700,000. But Trace Mayer will say, like, it's going to be worth $612,000.35 by July 12th. And he's usually way, way wrong. But I appreciate that he puts so much effort into giving a kind of precise number. So I only I only listen to McAfee predictions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, your private, if your privates aren't on the line on your private keys, I ain't going to follow you. Yeah. Who? Yeah, McAfee's a whole nother story. So let's pay right. the lights, man. Yeah, support for today's show comes from Bookmaker.eu. Bookmaker is the premier sports book servicing the U.S. for over 30 years, providing all your sports betting needs. And guess what? They're in the crypto. So you can make your sports picks with Bitcoin at Bookmaker.eu slash the Bitcoin podcast. That's right. We have our own URL. Uh, so you can uh, rest assured, dear listeners, because depositing with Bitcoin is fast easy and simple and over 90 percent of bettors use bitcoin to fund their bookmaker accounts and receive their winnings they offer live in progress betting on every major sporting event which allows you to wager on the game uninterrupted from tip off until the final whistle so you can visit bookmaker.eu slash bitcoin podcast today and sign up and claim your exclusive 100 percent welcome bonus that's up to 300 dollars. and yeah you can access your bookmaker.eu betting account anytime, anywhere from your desktop, tablet, or smartphone. No download necessary. So that's bookmaker.eu slash Bitcoin podcast to claim your 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit in either Bitcoin or fiat currency. 
And then also uh, a little correction from last week, our sponsor Start Engine. Uh, I flubbed on the URL, so please visit the new U- URL, uh, ico.startengine.com, if you're interested in raising capital through a regulated ICO. There you go. There you go. We got one more sponsor. I'm gonna get them to try one. You guys ready for this? I'll lay it on us. I'm not as professional as each other, so here we go. So it's a magazine on the internet. It's called CryptoPub. CryptoPub.io. That doesn't make any sense. CryptoPub.io. You can go there and get all kinds of neat articles. They try and stay update on the industry. We got so how to spot a winner 80% of the time. Cryptocurrencies, the high percentage. Go to CryptoPub.io and read that article. You can also get one year free CryptoPub e-zine. The magazine. It's worth $99, but you can get it for free. They're going to teach you all about how to invest in cryptocurrencies. Like RobCoin. You're going to love it. So I have a taser back there. Crypto pub. I'm actually at the crypto pub right now. He's at the crypto pub, drinking it in, living it up. Sipping on my hot old beer. There you go. All right. Four more episodes of that, baby. (laughs) Hey, Ken, man, this is 199. Can you believe we're one away from episode 200? 200, man. That's Simpsons groundbreaking histories in the making right there man you'll be at episode 2000 before you know it oh man we'll have you say 2000 shit yeah before you know it man yeah all right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> tell you really i didn't do this until we're 55 i i honestly when i started doing this i was thinking like maybe a year or two and i was gonna be done mm-hmm. but the price was boring for three years and then it just like erupted like a volcano and then it's like man we have to keep doing this yeah, the next couple of years are going to be just like this, man. Yeah. I've been trying so, to tell this cat since 2013 what this is going to be like if he refuses to believe me. I was like, man, it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a while, but it's going to be an exciting while. Yeah, I remember a point there where Cello was kind of bored with Bitcoin. I was worried a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't we just adopt this thing quicker? Why does it have to take so long? Dude, Congress just adopted not using paper anymore <laughs> it's like you know they just started using uh, digital copies of record keeping it takes a long long time for technology to be adopted yeah i think I, yes and no I, I think it i think no there's no way around it like it takes a long time for tech adoption unless there's something that bootstraps it in well like cell phones right like the the modern cell phone that we have we still call it a cell it's not a cell phone it's a computer Computer mm-hmm. in our pocket. So we're comfortable using computers and we're comfortable using phones. We put it in one thing and boom, now we have this 10-year adoption curve that's insane with smartphones. Right? But then look at the telephone. It took a very, very, very long time for just the telephone. It took a very, very, very long time for just the computer. It took a but, hell of a long time for the internet. Yeah, but... I mean, we utilize these these incredible technology like smartphones and computers, but we struggle to adapt it into our businesses and our lives. So what's the point, man? Why can't we move at the – like Elon Musk, why can't we all just move at the speed of Elon Musk? 
I think it's a good thing that we don't, though. It gives opportunity for new companies to arise. I mean, if Blockbuster was the first to make a streaming service, would we have Netflix and Hulu? And what would that world look like where we had the same companies doing the same thing over and over, just in the newer way, adopting the technologies? I like that we have Netflix because now there's I have the ability for me to submit a proposal to get a movie made with them under their production crew. And that wouldn't be possible with Blockbuster. I hate Hulu, but Netflix I, I is fire. Hulu. I pay for the Prime though, so I don't have to watch ads. Yeah, I don't know about Hulu's. Not a fan of ads. I hate the free Hulu y part with all those ads. Um, I mean you got a strong point. Cello, I don't know why adoption takes so long. There's several books on it. You even gave me one of them. It has a lot to do with like user usability. Um, you know, is it a necessity in someone's life? Do people feel it's a necessity? I mean, with computers, people thought it was a glorified typewriter for a very long time, <laughs> you know, until Steve Jobs was like, hey, check it out. My daughter can paint a picture on this thing. It's not just a typewriter anymore. You know, I don't know. It just takes. Yeah. Uh, you have to wait for the um the older generations to kind of not die out, but get into their old folks home and let the, the younger kids that grew up with this technology Im- implement it into our everyday lives. Because, you know, they, they didn't grow up with it. They don't know how to implement it because they never even used it. Now we have kids that are growing up with these iPhones in their pocket from the age of five. They know how they could utilize that technology in any aspect of life to make quality of it better. But their parents just cannot fathom that use case. Like, um, you ever see somebody use a utensil for something like a, a butter knife for a screwdriver? Like, come on. Somebody would have been in a position where they were stuck never never knowing that they could do that until they saw it. And I think that's how the, the younger generations are going to use technology in a way that they're going to see it differently. And when they get to the age of the people in place right now that could do it but can't think of it, it'll happen. So when I Steve Jobs' daughter is his age, you know, at the time, it'll be on. I think it's a, a chicken and an egg problem. You know, do old people, do they not want to adopt new technology or are they just having a hard time letting go of old, outdated work practices? Like, they want to whip out their checkbooks because they don't understand debit card. Yeah. Or, or they whatever. Don't want to look silly at the at the register. Yeah, and and you know, like you said, you bought Blockbuster. You know, they were a, a laggard in technology, and it cost them their whole damn business, their whole damn franchise, because they couldn't adapt to their competitors. I I just thought in this day and age, like we would just we'd be a little faster to adopt. I don't know, man. I would. I thought the same thing about the self-driving driverless cars. I thought we would have that today, like right now. I don't know why it hasn't been adopted everywhere because it would just make driving safer and all the other aspects of it. It just for some reason, I don't. I don't know how long it's going to take till we see that mass adoption of driverless cars. There's not enough data on autonomous vehicles to make that switch off the da- off the off the bat. Not and to make the they, switch, but to implement that technology just to have it there where they can I mean, constantly my, uh, monitor it. It's implemented. And another thing about autonomous vehicles is the 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 data that they consume. It's it's, it's too much. It's and a, trust. It's a lot. I don't think people would trust. They got it on the blockchain and make people mine it. It's no, like, it's too much data. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't have that be decentralized. Oh yeah, because yeah, the reaction right. time is so high. Yeah, I think it's something in and around like I don't know twenty terabytes per car per month. 
Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's way too much data. I mean, you think they're taking radar data. They're taking, you know, camera, camera feed data. Not let alone the computation of like the, I don't know, 35 different variables that the camera's watching at once. So it's too, too much data for that right now. That is always, um, temporary when you think about it when size like you know a couple years ago a couple gigs would have freaked people out now it's like oh i got that on my my phone by default mm-hmm. it, i mean i don't know tell that's a very interesting question you pose about adoption um and why it takes longer in some aspects and why it doesn't maybe um, we have to dress up all the technology in red hair and a red dress and make it sing tomorrow and somebody will adopt it sooner that could be a like I was um tomorrow uh, tomorrow I was doing, I was doing research on Kenny Styles and I've I found out that porn was actually the, the driving factor for people to adopt VHS over Betamax. It's always porn, dude. Porn is the main leader in all technological advancements. It's crazy. 4K, VR, everything. Yeah, I had no idea. It's actually yeah. true. Yeah, well, so I think I think it's going to be uh, the the catalyst right there when it comes to uh, mainstreaming uh, with Verge and Pornhub. So hopefully that is the the snowball effect. Well, we we talk. I don't. It's weird to give a spoiler for our next episode, but the we were talking with Kenny and he thinks it's not good because you have Asa Akira who is the face of that, and you you follow Spank Chain and they have a lot of videos with porn stars saying, oh, you know, we're, we're going to tell you what it's all about. Kind of like, you know, like uh, in the big short when Margot Robbie's in a bathtub, you know, to get your attention. But they don't know. They don't understand the technology. They're just the faces. So if you have uh, enough of these pretty porn star spokespeople that don't know what they're talking about, it might do more harm than good. Because we, we invited Asa here to be on the show and she said she would like to but her knowledge on cryptocurrency isn't up to snuff. And I mean, and she's spearheading the whole Verge Pornhub initiative. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, that's a solid point. I think they could have got so, they could have got a lot of people to, to help out and help them put in more cryptocurrencies in Verge, which is something I like. Well, Verge kind of lobbied that deal there. Well, no, I think yeah. D had a great point. D said, I bet you the CEO of Pornhub just had a shitload of Verge. It's the CFO. The CFO of Pornhub has a giant bag of Verge. Like, he was drunk in Vegas with his friend, and his friend was like, yo, I got this new cryptocurrency. And he's like, oh, I heard a Bitcoin. I missed out. And he's like, well, now you can't. Get some Verge. And this dude was like, oh, that's hella cheap. And he bought a lot of Verge. And he has a lot of Verge. And then next thing you know, he makes Verge... Um, the currency that Pornhub is going to use. I mean, it's just... But how are they going to use it? I mean, where do you buy Verge? What wallet do you store it on? Like, I mean, who's using... I don't know. It's going to be an interesting uh, scenario to see play out. They're making on all those questions that you're asking to give you enough energy to go find out. So you go buy some Verge. And then this guy... I'm just going to keep not paying for porn then. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like there's 2,000 different cryptocurrencies out there, and now it's like, oh well, this popular website's going to use uh, number 1,400 <laughs> cryptocurrency. So now I got to go out and find it and put it on my wallet just so I can interact with that website. That's going to slow adoption down like at a glacier pace. Man. This is why we need atomic swaps ASAP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I need I'm gonna buy comics so, swap. So before I look at some titties, I gotta buy some Verge, yeah. find out where it is. But I'm like, get out of here. Not doing that. <laughs> I got a limited window. I got kids and a family. I got 15 minutes. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't. I have no kids. I'm good. <laughs> my my yeah, whole day. Man, we don't have kids, Chilla. We use incense and candles. Yeah, I can't light candles and make a day of it, man. Whole, a whole spectacular event out of it. I yeah, I can't myself by watching that scene from Top Gun. I take a breath away. No. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is going to be a good session. I got to go to all the family photos and I have to put them face down. And then I got to run back to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. So, all right, let's talk about some kind of what could be considered big news. Uh, oh, I, I, do you have a talking point? Because there is something I wanted to get your. Uh, I do have uh, a talking your... point, but I want you to go first. Like okay, well, there's 17 million Bitcoins in existence now, only 4 million left to no mine. Doubt. No doubt. I, I, I'm a little naive on the subject. I want to know how long is it going to take to mine the other 4 million, and when we do mine the other 4 million, that is going to uh, add scarcity to the equation. What is that going to mean for the the price and uh, everything? I mean, so so what, is this, what does this mean? I can answer this perfectly. Due to what little math I know, we're already at the cap. There's approximately like 3 million lost Bitcoin already, maybe more, in between three and four. Lost on people's hard drives, people sending them to Ghostland before there was a, uh, what is it, a checksum function, Mm -hmm. which lets you not send your Bitcoin to Ghostland, which by the way, Ether should really think about making that simple fix. It's really scary for newbies when they're like, if I send my ether somewhere that doesn't exist, it's gone. And I'm like, yeah, you can't be <laughs> fucking around. Um, so we're at the cap right now. But while we haven't hit the actual hard cap on paper, let's play out the math. It's going to be around the year 2021, I believe. Well, how many will there be? So there's 20 million Bitcoin. Let's take into account all the people that lost their Bitcoin, got hacked. How, how many? How many million are you saying will actually be in the in the right around effort? seventeen million? I think. I think okay. we're at that. Okay. We're we're at that cap when it's all said it's and a, done. A large percentage. It's like what fifteen percent of the currency being lost due to scammers, hacks, and carelessness. Hey, gold's about the same way. I mean, how much physical gold is lost at the bottom of the ocean right now? That's true, man. Good it point. It just adds to its value, right? Good point. Well, that is a large amount. That's me being boisterous. Let's and take, we still got, what, 100 years of like mining, right? Two million left. Yeah, but it tapers off so fast, you're at the, like, uh, pragmatic max. Like, so when you start hitting that top on that S-curve, you basically just call it the max. I mean, it's so little is going to be introduced. And we never actually hit 21 million. Uh, we're just going to get damn, 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 damn close. Um, so it's like, it's not, we don't get to 21 million at the year, what, 2143? We're effectively at zero because the the supply is so little. So, um, yeah, and around the year 2021, 2022 is when we're going to hit that, right, that theoretical max, T max. So, 
It's coming soon, and I'll tell you what's going to happen, Cello. Massive liquidity squeezes are going to happen, especially if the if the demand stays where it's at or grows. $100,000 Bitcoin? Oh, much, much more. Much, much, much more. Um, you know, it doesn't take much for Bitcoin. It doesn't take much to move Bitcoin. If you, like, we did this math on buy or sell last week. Uh, you take a $10 trillion crypto market and you take the current Bitcoin dominance and you're sitting at like $195,000 Bitcoin. You take in inflation of the dot-com bubble, which would put it past $10 trillion. You take it and you factor in inflation and we're at like $15 trillion. Well, now you're sitting at like a $270,000. Excuse me, let me give a trace of my ear number. $263,222.27 per Bitcoin. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. The numbers go up really fast. But once it starts to get ridiculous like that, you've got to ask yourself, okay, what are we going to start denominating value in? And how are we going to start to... How are we going to put a unit on this purchasing power so that this capital isn't just stuck in people's wallets? You know? I don't know, Ken. What do you think? It's a deep conversation. but It is deep. No, I don't know, man. If you've got like four Bitcoin and they're each worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're going to spend it Right. Well, I mean, I spend Bitcoin every day because I have to. I'm I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in, man. So like, I'm always spending Bitcoin. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And so I think it's a tough guy. I don't know, Chella. What what do, you, what do you guys think? What do you? What unit is like? Do we go to Satoshi's? Do we? No, nah, I think we go to Bits. Bits. Yeah, I think we're gonna be talking Bits. Like, we're not going to say Satoshi. Satoshis will be more like cents. Bits will be more like dollars. And then as Bitcoin's price goes maybe higher, I would, if Bitcoin gets to like a million dollars a coin, we may be going to Satoshis for sure then. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little uh, <laughs> little racist to people that don't understand <laughs> what we're saying. Like, hey, let me get some Yamasakis. It's just like, man, let's just call them bits. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. I was like, what? <laughs> If, yeah, if someone who's not in the up and up, and I'm just walking around like, give me some Yamasaki. So, like, dude, chill out. I'm like, no, it's, it's the guy who created. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you can't call those Satoshis. That's, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Man, you got to call them. That's not racist. It's like <laughs> feeling bad if you go to the Korean restaurant and you order, like, what's it called? Like, yakisoba or whatever those noodles are. And, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, just because you said something that exists, I'm calling you racist now. <laughs> just, and you're like, what? Yeah. That's not how this works. I'm just naming something. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is America. We can't go around saying, you know, give me some Satoshis. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is America. You can call anything racist nowadays. Wow. Yep. On that, that note. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I'd like to talk about Black Panther's performance in the most recent Marvel movie. Infinity. Yeah, let's spoil it. Let's spoil no, it. No, I'm going to see it tonight. Don't no, spoil it. Spoiler alert. Spider Man uses, uses his web. Spoiler alert. Bet you weren't uh, ready for I, that. I saw the movie, Cannon's good. It's good. I was going to get tickets last night, but they were all sold out everywhere. And I was like, not planning ahead enough. <laughs> it yeah. was funny. 
But I, I got a movie theater locally that actually lets me pick the seat when you buy the ticket. So you know you got a good seat if you get your ticket early. So I don't like waiting in line to make sure I get a good seat. No, so no. I specifically wait for that theater to open up and have Is it like Alamo tickets. Draft House? So, Is it familiar to Alamo Dress, Draft House? No, no not like that. Have, okay. They don't have that up there. That's a um, Dirty South special? Yeah. I, was, uh, I, I went to go see Infinity War yesterday and like a couple came in like – uh, five minutes after the movie started, and just sad face. Like, go to the front, front row for you, you dumb, <laughs> dumb people. Everyone, plan ahead. The movie. Yeah, let's let's, let's rewind just it. For yell them. at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So, Nasdaq. You guys know what that means, right? Nasdaq. Yeah, man. I heard some some stuff about them. Let me know what's up. So. NASDAQ's kind of a big deal, um, a little bit. Um, they announced that they're going to be trying to do this partnership here with, with the Winklevi, our favorite twins, who are definitely, definitely winning the long game on Zuckerberg. And uh, they're going to be starting to do a little dabble in cryptocurrency trading. They're going to dip the toe. They're going to dip the toe. So I don't know, man. It's starting to feel like if we... I like what you say, Cello, all the time. Like, if you go back and you listen to the hours that we've talked about this stuff, it's almost like a fortune-telling slash active history. I don't know for how many episodes we were like, yeah, it's pretty much inevitable that Wall Street's going to start trading cryptocurrency. I mean, they're going to see all the... They're going to see all that stupid money that Binance is making, and that stupid money Polo and Kraken, they're going to see all that money, and they're going to say, like, you know what, guys, we really love money. It's kind of like all that we do. We should probably start trading this stuff. So, I don't know. What do you think it's going to take to actually get them? Because they said they're waiting for this space to be more mature. What exactly do you think they're waiting for to dip that toe? Because as soon as that toe hits Uh, the water, we're all going to be over our heads I've got the answer to that. They're currently writing the laws themselves to submit to Congress and hoping <clears> that they get the ones passed that they wrote so then they can go in with very, very low to zero risk. It's mm. typically what these big companies do. I mean, the big private industries are writing the laws that shape our lives. The government just signs them. Well, that's what so, we want, right? We want to lobby for crypto's best yeah. interests. So, I mean, if yeah. NASDAQ has to do it for their own best interests, at least in, in you know, an accident, they're doing it in ours as well. Yeah, so, like, waiting for the mark mature is, like, a slick way of saying, we're still drafting up these laws, guys. Give us some time. So, I don't know what that's going to look like. No one knows what that's going to look like. But they physically cannot buy crypto the way the current legal system works. Are they even allowed to buy crypto as employees of the New York Stock Exchange? Like, is that... I'm pretty sure the employees are, but I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think it's... I think it's probably frowned down upon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, But, you know, they they can't physically buy this stuff because of the way the, the laws work. So them saying until it matures is like code speak for... We need these laws. We're cranking out laws, y'all. And so uh, when that happens, I mean, we've talked about the scenarios many times. Wall Street jumps in. They start moving that. They start making that boat a little bigger. 
<laughs> Not a little Bitcoin crypto tugboat. We got Bitcoin crypto freight. You know what's funny crypto. though? You see all these people in you know the traditional markets talking about Bitcoin. I've yet to ever hear any of them ever mention Bcash once. Mm. So well, I'm just saying, are these traditional investors like NASDAQ interested in Bcash or are they interested in Bitcoin? I think they're interested in transactional volume because that's where they get most of the bang for their buck. Um, so if that's the case, prioritize wise, they're looking at Bitcoin and then a fee and then Ether and then probably maybe Bitcoin Cash or something else. But I'm seeing a lot of people on crypto Twitter saying they're going to sue Roger Ver for uh, misleading people on Bitcoin.com and mm -hmm. defamation of character and all this stuff. So it's not looking good from a, a PR perspective. I mean, I I hope. I guess I'm gonna get on a little soapboxy. I still don't understand the rift in the community. I never understood it when it started two years ago. I looked at both suggestions for adoption, and originally, if you go far enough back, I thought that Bitcoin, um, not unlimited, but the one the jump to like four megabyte blocks or something, I was supporting that really heavy but then that was just because it seemed like a knee-jerk response to get more transactions through the pipe but all that does the thing about when you stall when you put a band-aid on a broken arm is that the arm's still broken you know so okay we keep kicking the can down the road and increasing the block size but not doing any other things um i try to ask bitcoin cash advocates like what are the scaling plans there's this in chain thing um but even that doesn't seem like a really on chain solution that works so to me it should have been the the community should have agreed to do both things at certain dates like yeah we need to increase the block size and we need segregated witness to clean up how transactions go inside of a Isn't that what the New York agreement was all about? I thought that was going to come through. I really thought that that handshake was solid. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I think that was what the New York agreement was about. Mm hmm. And, and I'm they not decided. I'm not really sure why that fell through. Honestly, yeah. It was just kind of like vaporized. Um, I don't know. I wish the community would come back together. I wish Vera would go away for a while. Kind of like, you know, how Kanye went away for a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Roger needs to take a Kanye hiatus. Yeah. Kanye came back with Fierce. He came back making ripples in the universe with his dumbass tweets. But Twitter anyways, philosopher. Yeah. Uh, hey, you, you remember when Akon was on every hook on every song? And I now he's. That. Where is that guy? He does what you're supposed to do when you do something great. He just walked away. <laughs> hop, hop on 80 songs a year and then leave. I'm taking this W, guys. I'm out. And I'm going to sing on my way out. I'm going to the beach, yeah. Going to be great, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> uh, That's the formula you follow, I guess. Isn't that, what, isn't that what you're trying to do? Retire? Well, should we just release like two episodes a day for a year and then we're gone? Hmm. I think people will get tired of that. <laughs> I would get tired of that. So. All right, that's a wrap. Yep.
I don't know. What do you got, Ken? You got any talking points you want to bring up before we close out? Uh, I would just talking about like Coinbase and stuff, how they're acquiring Earn.com. They bought up Cypher browser to build up Toshi, which is their browser for the Ethereum blockchain. Coinbase is working on a lot of things. They've recently got a lot of people from a lot of big name projects to move to their their company from the institutional uh, sector. Uh, I've been seeing Coinbase putting themselves in a position to build a platform to be considered the Google of Bitcoin, where they're touching every niche of this industry. We got the the exchange, we have the browser. Toshi even has an instant messenger and like you know chat app built in. So Coinbase has that. They have uh, basically a Craigslist by acquiring Earn.com. They're spreading themselves out to be everywhere in crypto at least in the u.s and that worries me because we see the monopoly building it's really hard for new companies to compete with coinbase because of all these laws regulations and things that coinbase has found their way around so i'm just seeing coinbase building the monopoly that we're all going to one day worry about like wells fargo uh bitcoin bank in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i think like like andrea said Coinbase is a bank. It is not a Bitcoin wallet. Don't get that confused. It's well, they sell themselves to their investors as an exchange. So, I mean, it's a crypto it's, bank. Yeah, he said that. Brian Armstrong said that publicly. He was like, you know, back in the early days when it was just fifteen of us, we had to make a very conscious decision that was binary: are we going to be a wallet or are we going to be an exchange? And they decided exchange. But they happen to have already made a pretty user-friendly wallet. So that just was like a icing on the cake kind of thing for them. So, Do you see like anything in the future though where you're where you could see Coinbase being in a position where they have too much influence in the in the industry? Because Coinbase it's like when I got into Bitcoin, it was because we were, you know, I heard the community preaching no third parties, no middlemen, all this stuff. And then I find Coinbase to be everything that is the opposite you know it's it's not it is a third party it is centralized it is all of these things it is the biggest middleman in crypto right now and we're building that middleman to be bigger that's that's something that we we've kind of come to uh, that we're trying to understand as well is that like things naturally centralize so what mm-hmm. good is forced decentralization or Instead of forcing your forcing the will against the wave of what's actually going to happen, you build up structures so that you can trust that new form of centralization. And that's really what all this is about. It's the disruption of trust. And so, you know, it's it's hard to it's, Coinbase isn't gonna go away. It's easy as shit. I I direct all of my friends and families to it because it's like, look. You open up your Bank of America app, it's like that, except it's blue. Congratulations. And they're like, oh, this is actually a lot easier than I thought. When can I sell? And I was like, you sell anytime you want. Go straight to your bank account. Oh, my God. This is this is so easy and great. And it's like, that's why they're winning. And that's why things centralize, right? Yeah. I mean, I things it. naturally centralize. Knowledge centralizes. Do you know if your plumbing went out right now? Could you dig a hole and repair the pipe? And but the knowledge isn't centralized. You can go on YouTube and look up how to do it, and at least you have the the legal right to try to do it yourself 
within all legality, you can try to fix your plumbing yourself. You don't have to, by law, call a registered plumber who has to fix it. You get the choice. You have a choice. That's all I want. I don't want to yeah. be in a position where I don't have a choice. I have to go to Coinbase. You know, even local Bitcoins went KYC on us. It's it's yeah. starting to get to that. It's true. You But even with crypto, you have the choice. Like, you can make your own wallet. You can have your own wallet running on several systems. You can do all those things on your own. The option is still there. And I think Bitcoin and crypto allow that option. Banks before didn't give you an option. And so now we have that option. And I think there's going to be, even within those options, people are going to centralize towards things, options, you know. Yeah, now there's a lot of options. Speaking of options, man, we have so many options to choose from because Coinbase has officially announced the addition of ERC-20 token support, and they don't tell us which ones they're even looking at. Yeah, they can't, man. That's market manipulation. <sighs> Couldn't they just give us that list, though, where like the coin has to meet this criteria and stuff? We can kind of look at it like, oh, this one meets that criteria, this one, but this one certainly does not. Um, well, I mean, they give you the criteria, right? Well, I guess I'm, what I'm waiting for is them to list the first ERC-20 token so I have an actual premise to base my next one on. So I guess my, <laughs> my, my real question here is, uh, Cello and D, what do you predict to be the first ERC-20 token to be listed on Coinbase? Um, you might want to start with this is not financial advice. <laughs> we made this prediction a few weeks back. Um, I... I guess the only way you can make this prediction is to be forthcoming. I guess if you consider us quote unquote journalists or have a journalistic flair to whatever we do to be forthcoming about the tokens that we do own. Um, bad status fun, uh, golem. But I do think those most closely align with the criteria that mm -hmm. Coinbase put out. Now, I think what will be grimy and very corporate of them to do, because businesses do grimy and corporate things, is to uh, also put Ripple on their platform. Mm. Um, because that's what corporations do. They're like, hey, yep. guess what, everyone? Here's the rules, and here's why we don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> and like, they're gonna, and they're just gonna do, they're gonna put Ripple on there, and everybody's gonna say like, what? That was crazy. So that's yeah. like my like conspiracy theorist coin that I have in the back of my head. It's like, oh, they're going to do something really shady and just add Ripple and tell the entire industry to go fuck itself. But, yeah, um, you're right. I can see that. Well, there's there's one token that's gone up 39% this week, and it rhymes with Kron. Mm. And I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, if you lose all your money, it ain't my fault. But I think uh, you know, Kron's going to moon. <laughs> You think Tron's going on Coinbase, huh? Justin's son taking selfies uh, with the Coinbase with, with uh, <laughs> Brian Armstrong. Or actually taking a selfie and then photoshopping Brian Armstrong into it. No, he's going to take a picture and say, coming soon, Brian Armstrong will be in this picture. Yeah. Not yeah. only do I think that Tron will be listed, I think they'll change the URL to Tronbase. And Ooh. I think it'll be a complete rebrand. Mm. And that's power right there. I'm that going all in on Tron, man. Thanks for the advice. Yeah. I think I'm about to take out a loan and just go buy as much Tron as humanly possible. Numbers don't lie, friends. Um, 8% in the last 24 hours, I Tron hate all day. That you're right about. 
I hate that you're right about this. In my soul, <laughs> I can't stand drawing. God, I hate it so much. But I'm with you, D. Yeah, Look, there's like, there's two there's two thousand different cryptocurrencies out there. We don't have time to read all the white papers. Sometimes you just gotta buy a bag hold, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you gotta buy that bag. Well, yeah, you don't go to the racetrack and look under every horse's, you know, belly <laughs> to make sure they've been fed yeah. that day. You just go to the track and bet on a horse, man, and wish for wish for good luck. Tron's my like crypto that. horse. You don't go to the horse tracks and figure out the history of the horses. You just make a bet, baby. And you let it ride, right? right. Everybody is on when you need them, and you gotta buy that bag. We need some <laughs> auto tune. Buy that bag. <laughs> gotta get that T Pain voice auto tune in here, yeah. Buy that bag. Anyways, um, like where'd you get that new car, Marcello? Yeah, oh, maybe holding some bags. Holdin I can see bags. you buying a car that looks like it's from the movie Tron with the cryptocurrency Tron, just out of ironicness. Yeah, yeah, Daft Punk soundtrack all day. While I cash <laughs> out, I like I don't uh I don't just carry grocery bags, baby. I carry these heavy Tron bags too. Yep, eighty so percent of our cellos uh, yeah. are for Tron. Next time I about see you cello and be like, "Yo, what's up with your traps? How are your traps getting so big, homie?" Like I've been carrying them Tron bags, player. Carrying them Tron bags all day. everywhere. We need to wrap All day. Up. We need to wrap it up. Ken. How good is it? Plug plug yourself, my man. Oh, guys. All right, check this out. If you're looking for the best reports in the cryptocurrency community, check out pureblockchainwealth.com slash top, and you'll get all the top tier reviews that we've done. We've actually got number one uh, award for free newsletter. So you guys don't have to buy the cliff high report <laughs> you can get a free newsletter that is just as good pureblockchainwealth.com slash top and you can go ahead and download the pdfs today and you can check out pure blockchain wealth on youtube and you can check out all the interviews i do most recently i've interviewed trace mayer amir rustic amanda b johnson and many more people in the lineup nice man you've been putting in work man we i'm trying dude i just like grown. to talk about bitcoin <laughs> we've grown parallel in this damn industry it's kind of crazy to think there's a lot of room dude there's room for everyone i keep telling people to start their own podcast start their own youtube channel because there isn't enough i mean people have certain niches that they like to go to for information some people don't like you know suit and tie some people like unprofessional some people like comedy this information in crypto can be wrapped in any type of package and delivered to the community and everybody has their own voice so if you want to start a channel do it you know, uh, people, there's room to grow here. Mm -hmm. You ain't lying. I hope you take them up on that. If you, if you're really passionate about crypto, want to help people out, do it. Let's keep yeah. from doing it. I'll so. be a guest on your podcast. Start a podcast. Hit me up. Well, well, Cello, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, Manny Pacquiao is starting his own cryptocurrency. Oh, good for him. I can't wait till he gets sued. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So I guess him and Al, um, him and uh, Pablo Escobar's brother and everybody else are going to get together for their joint lawsuit dates. Oh yeah, it's going to be a lawsuit party. <sighs> Steven Seagal, Floyd Mayweather, oh, dude. Everybody's they got to stop. Steven Snoop Dogg. This is so funny. Snoop like, Dogg's going to be singing at the Ripple concert thing, dude. Come on. Can you imagine yeah. like Steven Seagal's like big 
Bitcoin with an extra I? That's genius. <laughs> genius. Sign me up. <laughs> Put the papers in front of me. Oh, Bitcoin. Uh, look here, though. If if Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao fought again and they got exclusively paid in cryptocurrency, that'd be pretty dope. Wow, could you imagine a crypto community putting a a pot up for that fight though? Like we say, hey, here's the money, we raised it. Here's the venue, we bought it. You know, we could decentrally build that event, dude. Guys, love it. Yeah, fighters fight, right? They just need money. We put the money in the ring, they'll fight. That's true. Can't stop a fighter from fighting. Mm-mm. Especially well, if you put the money up there, dude. We we could do this. Let's let's propose it to the community. I bet you the community would say yes until they're gonna point at try and point at somebody to do the work. But we gotta wrap it up. If you guys really do wanna if you really do wanna fight a purse for fights, you need to hit up Kim Bozak on YouTube. <laughs> and I'll guarantee you he'll find a way for it to make it happen. Oh, it'll happen. And uh what do we do, Cello? We do lots of things. We just had this new headline show drop. That hopefully you heard yesterday if you tuned in. Um, we're dropping that every Saturday. Um, sorry, Saturday there was this first one. It's going to be Friday mornings where we hit you with some headlines of the week that you probably missed because you have a life. And us crypto heads <laughs> have a very minimal life at best. We're stuck in a rabbit hole. We love mm-hmm. it down here. Yeah, I'm we not got, coming out for air anytime soon. We got one of those 25-pound blankets. It makes you feel like you're par- paralyzed, but also hugged by a warm angel at the same time. We're down in the rabbit hole. Um, let's see. What else did we do, Cello? We got a blog. Um, Corey's new show, Hashing It Out, which is going to be on the main feed next week. So we're kind of featuring Corey's new show on the main feed for you guys. So you can get a taste of it for those, for those of you that hadn't heard it, but heard us talk about it. Um, but you will need to subscribe to the, the feed for that show if you want to get if you wanted to show up in your podcast um, app. You have um, that new cam site too, right? The Bitcoin Porncast, where you uh, talk about crypto topless. Yes, actually, I we will be starting a. I'm not going to be a cam girl. I'm going to be a cam guy. Um, and you can tip me in Nipcoin. Uh, the coin looks like a nipple. You can't miss it. Um, and it's going to be really casual. I'm basically just going to be drinking Starbucks coffee without a shirt on. I like it. Uh, <laughs> you're going to love it. And you'll actually smell, um, you'll smell the cologne through the, through the screen using oh, special. You figured out smell-o-vision. <laughs> using smell-o-vision. <laughs> you're going to be able to smell my Drakkar Noor <laughs> through the, the screen cello might also do cameos yeah send me uh someone send me 10 grand and i'll get tron tattooed on me Uh, (laughs) if you send me thirty five thousand dollars, i will say thank you um (laughs) just just 10 grand i got tattoos all over me on crypto so i mean i'll do it for free at this point but if somebody gives cello 10 grand we'll both get tron tattoos No, but here's the thing. You have legitimate tattoo companies on you. I want to get my arms covered in shit coins. Yeah. That would be funny. That would be funny. Get it on your ass, too. Yeah, I'll get it on my nutsack. Give me 10 grand. I don't care. Ken, wait. Did you know that you... So, Never Stop Marketing, Jeremy Epstein's thing. Do you know that, like, in the whole section where he outlines, like, what is a crypto enthusiast, it's just pictures of you and your tattoos? 
Did you know he <laughs> well, did told- that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told I told him about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny as hell, man. I love you it. You know I about love- that? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was an okay. editor in that, and uh, he had a whole section in there about the influence that the space has, and people are getting tattoos. I was like, dude, check out my man Ken Bozak. He's covered in it. Yeah, so. I was like, dang. Ken Bozak yep. is Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I'm getting another tattoo. Is. The Twitter community has spoken. I'm getting a hardware wallet tattoo. I have yet to decide which one. That's the next debate. But I asked the community which tattoo I should get next. It was between EOS, Steemit, um, something else. I think it was Bat and hardware wallet. And the hardware wallet won. Now I got to put out the hardware wallets that I have and see which one wins. And then that's the logo I get tattooed next. I think hey, hardware we'll, wallet's a safe bet. We'll pay for it. If you want to get a Bitcoin podcast tattoo, we'll, we'll pay for it. Oh, it done then. Let's do it. I'll get it done. Any dude, I'll come to Texas. We'll do this. Let's do it. Man, I don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't I have should... a job. I live in crypto, man. I'll I'll fly to Texas tonight. I will, well, I'll we we could dip into our our podcast funds if you want to get a Bitcoin podcast tattoo. It's oh, done. That'd be cool. It's done. It's already done. Let's do it. Oh my All right. god. Let's do it and put it on YouTube. Anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll live stream, stream podcast while I get the tattoo. We're doing it. <sighs> All right. All right, it's done. Done deal. We'll pay for it. Let's set that up. Okay, that shit's happening. So we're going to live stream King getting a Bitcoin podcast tattoo. Life is real. Uh, Play...